Welcome back to yet another episode of the Athletic Studio Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kate Oman. And I'm Gordon Jomini Vong. Today's episode is all things tracking versus not tracking. So this comes down to what a lot of people know as MyFitnessPal. They track a lot through this app in particular. And we're going to discuss the pros, the cons, how it can, you know, set you up for good nutritional literacy, the ins and outs of it basically, and our experience with the way of eating. Yeah, I think, you know, people probably overcomplicate it mm. or they get just when they hear the word, counting your calories, counting your macros, they just get overwhelmed. Yeah. And they just think, they think that, oh, I need to be doing that to, you know, get to my goals. Yep. Whereas if it's just another tool in, in the, in the toolkit and there's many benefits, there's many, like there's pros and cons to both tracking and, and not tracking. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, when you hear someone say, you know, tracking calories i think it has almost like a negative connotation to it people kind of put that with oh you're you're obsessive or or that's mm. restrictive and we're kind of going to dive into that it doesn't actually have to be that way at all no. it's more so just like awareness as you said of your nutrition and I, as we'll speak to it's not for everyone yeah. but we do recommend it to clients yeah and this, we, yeah for this episode we just want to make it as simple for you to understand mm, yeah exactly right there's lots to be learned from it. So starting with the pros, we'll chat to awareness. A lot of people are really on the go. As we know, we live in a fast-paced society and, you know, just chucking your food into an app can just create awareness. Oh, mm. I'm eating this much or I'm under eating. I'm overeating on fats. I'm not eating enough protein. So that's where we often start with our clients. We get them to actually input just their day of eating. We don't necessarily give them targets, but at least they it can reflect some data and show us, you know, where they're going right, where they might be going wrong. So first pro is definitely awareness. Yeah, it just gives them, yeah, it gives them some awareness of where they're going like right or wrong. Mm. And for us as a their coach or personal trainer, you know, we can further educate them on, you know, the reasons why they, you know, or how to get to, how they can get to their results faster, why they've plateaued. And that way they can, you know, they can, yeah, they can get a better understanding and, and potentially do things or feel empowered to do things differently. So just for example, you know, if a new client comes in and we're getting them to, hey, just use my fitness power. I don't want you to I don't want you to worry too much about the protein, carbs and fats. Mm. I just want you to log your food. Yeah. And then we're gonna see how how many calories that is per day. And then let's just say, you know, one client, she tracks the puts her food in my fitness power and it's only like one thousand 200 and then but really she should be eating about you know 1600 1800 well then for us like we can always then we can kind of say okay well yes you're still eating under but you know at some point you know your body is getting like so stressed mm. and then you're potentially overeating you know later on yeah and yeah. that's why yeah exactly it gives us good points of data to come back to mm. and when you become consistent with tracking you can see trends over time and that gives not only yourself but your coach or whoever's guiding you a bit more flexibility to or insight I guess to create change and alter body composition but that can come later also it's great to establish your routine so 
I love my clients to input if they're tracking their meals in the morning. That way it's taking the guesswork out of their day. That way, you know, they can put in their breakfast, lunch and dinner on Monday, Tuesday. They know exactly they're going to probably eat the similar thing. Yeah, that's correct. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They know they're on track. Like you don't necessarily have to track everything to a T, but it does create some routine. It forms habits, even for meal timing. It's because you're, again, back to awareness, you're more aware of these things. So mm. awareness brings this to their attention too. Yeah. And they're giving themselves positive feedback too. So if they've, you know, if they've set themselves like a caloric goal or their trainers set them, you know, goals, targets to, to meet, which are within healthy ranges and that's going to help them achieve their goal. Well, you know, by them tracking their food and them seeing like, oh, you know, I'm within my intake and I'm, yeah, it, it gives them the reassurance that they're on the right track mm. to achieve their goal. Exactly. And I think people probably underestimate how much they eat. So it's it's a good tool to use to be like, all right, this is this is actually showing me numbers. Yeah. This is actual feedback. Yeah. And they can kind of see like some some clients get surprised, like, oh, you know, I've got three hundred calories left. Can yeah. I eat the remaining three hundred? Yeah, of course like, you can. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go well. Especially I say that a lot in females. Like they're severely under. Yeah. It's like you've actually got so much more room mm. and it wouldn't, as you said, wouldn't create that yo-yo effect. It's like let's just create consistency throughout the week. Yeah. Let's make sure your fats are, especially again to women, your fats are nice and high, they're stable. It almost creates that environment for just consistent behaviours, same, similar meals, meal timing similar. You're not going to be restricted throughout the week and then, go off the um, trail on the weekend because you've just, you've hit your proper numbers that yeah. are good for you. And that on an advanced level as well is when you start entering those foods into the tracker, they're going to tell you like how much, you know, obviously protein, carbs and fats there are. And, you know, like some, some people just aren't aware of, you know, how much like fats and carbs are in certain foods. Yeah. And a very common mistake that I see is, you know, clients who maybe like overshoot their calories is they just have foods that contain too much fats mm. and they think that it's healthy. Yeah, exactly. And it does encourage clients to create better nutrition choices. Mm. Yeah. For sure. It takes the guesswork out of it. They create a routine, create good habits, meal timing. So Learn portion sizes too. Absolutely. Oh my God. Have you ever weighed peanut butter? Nah, I don't. You, you'll be <laughs> severely disheartened. Really? <laughs> Look, uh, if you go into the back of the macronutrient profile on the chart, twenty, yeah. I think 20 grams is a serving. Yeah. Try, if you take 20 grams out of the peanut jar, like it's literally nothing. So, But <laughs> then again, it just goes to show that we can easily overeat yeah. with these kind of things. And it's just the education. Mm -hmm. I get the education, cool, I'm 20, 20 grams, cool, that's fine. Like, yeah. I think what it just, really helps with like myself and clients is – like the protein portion sizes, hmm. like you can easily just go, all right, that's use eyeball, like, hmm. you know, okay, that's 150 grams of protein. Yeah, done. exactly. And when you do track your food, especially over time, like I've been in and out of tracking for a while now, I would say years, I've developed a lot of nutritional literacy. Like I know what, again, 20 grams of peanut butter now does look like. Mm. I can just eyeball everything in out. You don't necessarily have to track forever. And nah. we don't we don't promote that to our clients at all. We use it as a tool initially to understand, as you said, portion sizes, understand macronutrients, food quality, all that kind of stuff. And it does educate 
the individual more on nutrition and it creates better habits long-term and it is not forever. Yeah. You know, once you learn those habits, you you, you take it with you. You know, you might come back to it in six months' time to just, mm. you know, if you want to tighten up a little bit or you might want to increase your food a little bit, but it's it's definitely not a long-term yeah. solution. I think that one of the good things, quite funny as well, is uh, when you, you'll start noticing when you first start tracking, you get really good at it. You go to social events and they've got food platters. You can kind of <laughs> like, you're like a robot and you're, you know, you've got like these special glasses on and you can kind of determine, all right, that that's 30 grams of protein. That's, that's more protein. That, that, you know, this dish is more carbs, more yeah. fats. So you just become super aware of like what's like good for you and, mm. or, you know, you just feel more empowered about what you're going to eat. Yeah, exactly. And if you know you're just, you've got a specific goal you want to meet, then, you know, you just know that that might not be right for you in that mm. point in time. So it does give you that awareness. I think it's such a incredible skill. We'll yeah. chat through the cons now. Yeah, for sure. So I guess, well, yeah, one of the the first cons is just, you know, obviously like it's more like the mental fatigue of like, I can't be bothered mm. of just doing it, yeah. right? Yeah, you definitely got to be disciplined. And as I said before, punch your numbers in at the start of the day. Don't get mm. to the end of the day because it's really easy to say you've got 2,000 cows. You, if you track throughout the day and you're just inputting, inputting as you go, oh, you get to dinner and you're like, oh, my God, I've only got 50 cows left. Like, mm. And then that's when people just like, do it the do the fuck it mentality. I'm like, yeah, oh, I swear on the podcast. Yeah, can yeah. Be <laughs> <laughs> And they just throw their hands up in the air and they're like, well, I'm already over what's the point. So, yeah, yeah you're definitely right. Or you can do it the, the day before. Yeah, you can plan it the day before. Yeah, no, but mental fatigue is a thing. I know that for myself, if I'm tracking weeks upon weeks, like I was working with a coach this year and we were tracking not like to, not in a fat loss phase or anything, but just the mode of tracking all the time. I was just, I just said to her, I'm just like, I just need to be intuitive for a few weeks. And she absolutely backed me. And I know I have the nutritional literacy to do that, Mm. but it does definitely cause mental fatigue and yeah. it's yeah. easy to become resistant to it. Yeah, there's a time and a place to 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 track and this is why we're doing this podcast, right? So mm. like especially like you know, at the start of the podcast, you know, especially in the beginning if you're new to nutrition you want to gain more empowerment, like you definitely want to learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think when you get to that point, when you're learning, it's exciting. Mm. It's just more so when you're continuing it and it becomes more of a chore, yeah. then that's probably a good sign to say, all right, I might take a, a break from this. So it doesn't mean everything goes out the window. Like I'm still going to continue with similar meals. I'm still going to be, mm. you know, good with my portion sizes and everything yeah. like that. But taking the numbers out of it can sometimes yeah, it depends, alleviate stress. Depends on where your your goals are. I mean, like with, with you, Kate, I mean, like, yeah, let's say, you're at a point where like, you know, you're, you're fit, you're healthy, you know, like you're not in like a, a fat loss phase. Mm-hmm. Like there's no reason for you and you already know how to count macros. Yeah. Like there's no reason for you to, to, to count them. Yeah. So it's more around about like, you know, you're just eating for your performance intuitively. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd say another con is unfortunately some people can feel a little bit restricted throughout this process. So mm. I think there is trial and error. I know sometimes I felt restricted in the past, but it's more so I just at the time wasn't choosing the right options. So again, that comes with experience. But for those that do feel a bit restricted, what would your advice be to that? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, it just depends. Like if you are like if you're doing it yourself, then you don't want to put yourself in too much of a caloric deficit. So, you know, 10 to 15%, you know, from your 
maintenance is a, is a good start. Yeah. And also just knowing what phase that you're in. So, you know, if you're in a weight loss or fat loss phase, yes, you need to be in a deficit, but also you don't want to put your body under stress for that long or for a long period of time. So you might only do it in two week, two to three week sprints, mm. or you might incorporate a day where you purposely, you know, increase your calories to above baseline a little bit too, to reduce that stress. Mm. So, and that just comes back down to, you know, yeah, first of all, like having that, you know, education, you know, around like how to properly like lose weight. Like you don't want to be restricting yourself. And this is where, you know, when people go on those weight, weight watchers, they don't work with an educated coach, they just lose the weight and they think that that's the way that it should be done. Mm. Just not eat anything. Yeah. It's not, it's not the case. Yeah, I agree. People want to make it hard. Like almost when they look at dieting, they think it has to be hard. Otherwise it's not working. And that's mm. definitely not the case. I think when people go to track, it's really easy to undershoot and be a little bit silly with it. It's because people want results and they want it fast. As we spoke to in our last episode, it's about instant gratification. Yeah, They want their results yesterday, basically. But coming from it from a long-term health perspective is that for anyone starting to track, I'd start at maintenance and then decide, all right, if I want to lose a bit of body fat, let's just take out 100 calories a day from that maintenance number and work your way down from there. Don't just put yourself on 1,000 calories because Jenny on yeah, exactly. Um, bloody Weight Watchers said to do it, you mm. know, like actually be intuitive with it as well. I think that being or tracking kind of can take out the intuition of eating and it can almost feel like you're becoming a robot if you're not listening to your body. So mm. that's what I know a lot of people struggle with and that's just, again, a sign of probably mental fatigue. Take a, take a break, yes. you know, reassess, go back to intuitive eating and then come back when you feel ready. Yeah. Another con is, you know, you've got to be super self-aware. If you come from a background of feeling a little bit restricted or you feel like you may create some negative thoughts or feelings towards tracking, it's really important to probably stay away from it. We know that it can, it can be a bit of a dark hole for certain individuals with different personality mm. types and, you know, it's always best, I think, to seek guidance. I know with some of my clients I can tell straight away if they're ready to track or not and it's just about knowing yourself and if it, you're doing it and you're feeling really, as we said, restricted or negative, it just, you know, it's probably not the right approach for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to like, this is where, yes, you got to know yourself, you know, like if, if you have had like medical conditions in, in the past, you know, you do want to seek, you know, seek professional advice, like from like a, your doctor or your GP mm. to see, you know, if it is potentially right for, for you, you know, because sometimes like when people come in and they work with a, a coach and their goal is to, you know, lose weight or break a plateau, get into like, you know, ridiculously good shape. Like we have to give you like the right expectations as well. Like if you're wanting to get into photo shoot ready shape, it's like unless you've got a personal chef that's and a personal dietitian <laughs> that's actually doing the numbers for you where you don't have to count, like, dude, that's, you know, that's how you get there, right? Like, you know, the fitness competitors do it. Um, you know, the celebrities, they get into really good shape. You know, they are going to have those, those people that do the numbers for them. That's one of the, that's probably one of the cons as well by not, you know, with, with tracking. Yeah. So that's 
you could say it's either a, a pro or a con like with tracking is that it's going to maybe you know come to the re- make you come to the realization like you know if your goal is the right goal for you like you know right now if you want your body to be in a place that's like super health like you know you health, your health comes first yeah, yeah exactly right and i think that's what, something to remind the listeners first is I think health takes a priority over anything and don't look to the competitors because that is not healthy. Like I tell you, like looking to that physique is they're peaking at a certain time or in a certain week. Like that's probably unrealistic. So yeah, just knowing yourself and setting goals that are right for you. Yeah. Exactly. I wouldn't say like competitors are not unhealthy. Let's just say like they can don't expect to be in that peak condition like all year round. Like it's not. Yeah, they're not. They know that. They're not in that condition yeah, exactly. all year round. They peak. It's just if for that have, one one day. Yeah, no, exactly right. So just for that one day. Exactly. The next point we're going to chat to is that you still can achieve body composition results without tracking. It's not the only answer. Yeah, to an extent. Like like I said, you got to have the right guidance and the right expectations. Mm. So, you know, thinking in our previous podcast with, you know, Kate's client, Mary, you know, we didn't, you didn't get her to track. She lost 10 kilos over the course of, you know, like a year. Yeah. It's, you know, great results for her and she didn't have to track. So yeah, you can still, you know, you can definitely achieve some body competition results without tracking. So some of those, I guess, things that you could implement if you don't want to track and you would like body composition results, first of all, as again, we spoke to you in the last episode is portion control. We're prioritizing protein and, you know, healthy carbohydrates, fruits, legumes, vegetables, all that kind of thing. We want to make sure that we are getting outside and getting active. We roughly love to say eight to 10,000 steps a day. Resistance training is a great added benefit as resistance training does promote that muscle preservation or increase with growth, you know, so we're not eating away at the muscle tissue, rather we are targeting that fat loss. Anything else you want to add? Water, hydration, sleep. They're just, you know, the basic things. Yeah, they're, they're the basic things. But the funny thing is, is that to take advantage of, to take advantage of getting body composition results without tracking is like, you kind of need to go through the tracking first to be able to take advantage of the education. Yeah, to apply it yeah like for example if i have a client that doesn't need to that doesn't like want to track i can easily just say to them look with your protein sources i want you to swap chicken thighs to chicken breasts i want you to swap you know your red meats to kangaroo i want you to swap your rice to to potatoes (laughs) and like i know Mm. you know you can actually eat the same amounts of the same of those foods but they're going to be you're going to consume like less calories yeah as well so looking at those foods food swaps that contain different amounts of calories and and macronutrients yeah is, exactly. is a good one exactly and i think just generally just going for a healthier option will usually put you in good stead to mm. create change yeah we say that a lot with our clients so with tracking i think it is it's great for many reasons but definitely for nutritional literacy, like you gain a lot of knowledge in terms of, you know, macronutrients, maybe meal timing, maybe new recipes. You basically just have like a a whole wealth of new knowledge that you can take with you throughout life. And I think that's probably the most powerful thing from tracking in itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the only reason and the main reason why I would encourage clients to do it in the beginning is 
just for the nutrition knowledge. Yeah. Like even me myself, like I, there are like probably 70 to 80% of the time throughout the year, like I don't really track my macros. Yeah. Like the, the only times you really want to be tracking your macros if, you know, you, you've got a, a certain goal that you need to break a plateau for, you know, you want to get some clarity around like, and maybe, okay, you, you're a bit confused about like your current intake and you just want to get some, you know, ideas around yeah. what you're currently having. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, and if you, yeah, basically want to hit that next level and you got to pay a little bit more attention to detail to what you're currently doing. Exactly right. I think a great takeaway as well, which people underestimate is the awareness of in their protein intake as well. We know mm. that people undershoot their protein severely, especially females. I know that I've worked with not even hitting, say, 60 grams of protein where realistically <laughs> they need to be doubling that. And yeah. so, and that's a process, you know, we encourage, well, I, this is how I do it with my females. I would just, you know, encourage them over time to just increase, add layers, add an extra egg each day. And then yeah. they get to that point and they've got that, skill and then moving forward they don't track again but they Mm. know that oh shivers i haven't actually had protein in my breakfast i better add that or i better you know go for the scrambled eggs on toast for instance instead of the avo toast and it's just little changes like that that will you know stay with these people forever and they will always probably positively impact their physique in a way yeah 100 because when they know the benefits of the reason like why you know they why they need to be having like a high intake of protein mm. and they can kind of see the numbers right in front of them. Oh crap, you know, I should really be having, you know, 100 to 120 grams of protein per day, but I'm only getting in like 60 grams. Well, like, you know, they, they know like, okay, what's the first thing to fix? Yeah. Like it's super, it's super easy. Exactly right. And I think there's a lot of lot to take away from mm. this episode, both positive and negatives, both the tracking and not tracking. And just as we touched on to begin with is awareness. So begin with awareness and then take the next educated step to do what's right for you, whether that be tracking or not. Yeah. 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 Cause that's right. Cause we don't, it's going to depend on the person depending, depending on, on where you're at and like, you're going to know a lot better than us. So, you know, if you come across someone that says, you know, you should be tracking like all the time mm. to get your results. It's not necessarily the case. It yeah. depends on where you are exactly. and, and what you want. Yeah, I don't think it's so black and white. So it's yeah. it's we, open to time yeah. and place, yeah. Like the only thing that I would say is more of like if you are, if you haven't done it before and you're, you know, and you've been scared of it, like, you know, we only just use it as an education piece with clients. Yeah. So for you, for you yourself, I'd definitely encourage it for more around like, you know, just, to ed- just for the education part, mm. just to see you know, learning things about portion sizes. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be worried about your own portion sizes like later on. Yeah, exactly. And education and creating those or, you know, gaining those tools will stick with you for life. So Mm -hmm. either way, I think it's a positive. So thanks for that. Easy. Anything else? That's all I have today. What about you? <laughs> no, I think that's, that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much again for listening to another episode of the Athletic Studio Podcast. You guys can find us on Instagram and shoot us a message if you have any question, questions sorry, about tracking or not tracking. You yeah. Know, shoot them through and we'll answer. Exactly. Shoot them through. Yeah, send us a message if there's any like topics you want us to go over on the podcast as well. Or if you have a question, you can actually get featured on the podcast. We'll do a little oh, FAQ little, sec- 
section. We should. We should. Good point. All right, guys. We'll speak to you next time. Thanks, guys. If you found this episode useful, it would mean the world to us if you shared, rated and liked this podcast. It's how we keep it alive. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Athletic Studio. We would love to connect with you and see how your fitness and health improves with this newfound knowledge. Until next time.